Welcome to the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. I'm Sissy Goff. I'm David Thomas. And I'm Melissa Trevathan. And we're so glad you've set aside a few minutes to spend with us today. In each episode of this podcast, we'll share some of what we're learning in the work we do with kids and families on a daily basis at Daystar Counseling in Nashville, Tennessee. Our goal is to help you care for the kids in your life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. So pull up a chair and join us on this journey from our little yellow house to yours. Sissy. You have a new book coming out this year, and I could not be more excited. What's it about? It's called The Worry-Free Parent. I want to help parents do everything they can to attend to their own anxiety. It changes the game for kids when parents do. Yes, it does. We have seen firsthand how different it can be when parents work through their own anxiety, because when they don't, it spills out onto their kids. So what are some things that help parents? Actually, David, I've been telling more and more parents about the Abide app. I love the app's meditations for anxiety and how they link scripture to those meditations. The end of the year sure can bring on a lot of stress and anxiety from all the shopping, travel prep, party planning. There's a lot to manage amidst the chaos. That's why I keep recommending the Abide Sleep and Pray meditation app. It's the number one Christian meditation app. They have a meditation for anxiety called The Secret to Rest, that's based on Proverbs 19.23. I love the one on overcoming anxiety that's based on 1 Peter 5.7. The Abide app is an incredible tool that parents can use to refocus their hearts and minds on the true peace that comes from Jesus. Yes, and then they'll be so much more ready to help their kids. Right now, we have a special offer for our listeners when you subscribe. Get 25% off your first year when you sign up for the premium subscription, but only if you text our promo code, RBG to the number 22433. I love being able to help parents with a deal on this app. Download Abide, Sleep, and Pray Meditation today and text our promo code RBG to the number 22433 and get 25% off. Merry Christmas, David Thomas. Merry Christmas, Sissy Goff. Thank you. The countdown is on. It is. Okay, I have a question for you. Christmas question. What Christmas carol have you been listening to the most lately? You know what I've been listening to a lot lately that is just making me smile? So I have loved this season Carrie Underwood's new Mm. Christmas record. And on Little Drummer Boy, she sings with her son. Have you heard that song? no. Oh my goodness, it's so sweet, makes me smile every time. And you know how I love a kid who switches their R's and W's out, little bitties, and so he'll say, Dwam and Boing, Boing and Dwam. I love that (laughs) so much. It makes me smile every time. The whole record is beautiful. She's just so crazy talented. She is so crazy talented. I know, so little little Dwama boy. Dwama boy. What about you? What are you listening to and loving? Well, we haven't talked about my last adventure at the choir room, which is this new thing that I discovered, not that I'm the only one, but from Instagram with a choir director, produ- I don't know what all the things he does, named Juan Hill, and he has in Nashville, they're trying to expand it to other cities, but he has this event once a month. And Everybody who goes, you sit kind of in the round, and he's in the center with this amazing band, of course, because we're in Nashville. And if you're there, you're in the choir. And so you're assigned, like there's a soprano section and an alto section, a tenor section, but you literally learn the line and then you sing it. And so I went Monday night. Okay, if you had to guess, this is a quiz on how well you know me. 
if you had to guess what gospel singer's Christmas album I might be most excited to sing, who would you guess? Cece Winans. No! Shoot, I didn't preface it well enough, David. Maybe I should have said male. Male. Yeah. Gospel singer's Christmas album. This is too hard. I'm going to answer is. it for you. Answer. Kirk Franklin. Oh, yes. So we sang this song that I've never heard, and I cannot get it out of my head, and I've listened to it. I mean, I feel a little concerned about anyone who's driven by me in the last few days because I am doing some serious dancing in my car listening to Jesus is the Reason for the Season. And it's not like any Jesus is the Reason for the Season I had ever heard before. <laughs> it's so good. So y'all need to listen to both of those songs. Okay. Kirk Franklin and the Family, I think is what the album's called. Okay. I don't know the title of the album, but... Jesus is the reason for the season, and yours is Carrie Underwood. Yes, the little, little drummer, drummer boy. boy. Yes, <laughs> go find it. That's so fun. It is. Well, so in these weeks leading up to Christmas, we spend a lot of time prepping families, prepping kids, and we know from a lot of years of conversations that these are some of the hardest, really, in so many ways for kids and families. But the dynamics of what happens when often we travel home— and kids are out of routine, and they are more anxious. They're less regulated. We are often more anxious, less regulated. I always think, too, that often when we go back home for holidays, we become whatever the latest age it was we lived when we were at home emotionally. That's like we revert back. You know, there are just so many different things. And so when we talked about this episode, I loved the idea of coming up with some plans to help families help kids, help ourselves. What can we do in preparation for the holidays and all that comes with it? And so, because I we do... that we're heading that well, direction. Well, and girls and boys, you know, we need to talk about anxiety. We need to talk about self-regulation, which is what this whole season has been about. So, you want me to jump in? Jump right in. Okay. You go first. Let's talk about anxious kids. So, three really practical things I would love for you to think about over the holidays, and really not just the three to five days you spend with your family. But just in general, I think one of the hardest things, hands down, for kids is the lack of routine. Because we know, we talk so much about that sense of routine and structure makes kids feel more secure. And so to be intentional, and this is a lot to add to your list right now when there are a million things on it, but to be intentional about thinking through what kind of structure can you create for your kids over these next few weeks where Maybe they even have rest time every day. Or, you know, you just have specific things you're folding into the rhythm of the day. So it feels like there's some structure around it, especially for anxious kids, I think is really important. Second is with your anxious kids, we love a good code word. We talk about it in a million different ways. And so for your kids, if they start to feel really anxious, even if they start to feel dysregulated, and we always feel like it's good to talk about ahead of time with them where they feel it first in their body. So as they start to feel their tummy gets fluttery or their hands get hot or however your kids would describe it, at that moment, they turn and say to you, can we go for a walk or whatever the code word is so you know that's a moment you want to pull away. And you know, with little ones, we talk about co-regulating and then older ones helping them talk themselves through it, but that we have a way they can immediately get our attention and we can pull away and help them find their own voice, find what they need in that moment. Those would be two really practical things. And then the third, and I want you to help me brainstorm this, but I was thinking, take your coping tools with you, that we're practicing ahead of time, reminding them about breathing, grounding, all the things we talk about with anxiety, and that we've literally got a little pack that can travel in the car with us, where you have, and we could put some links to this in the show notes, some different things, but stress balls, fidgets, 
Pipe cleaners can be a great thing for kids to have in the car to wind and unwind, but little bubble wrap that they have headphones where they can get some of the noise out, especially if you're doing a long car trip and you've got multiple kids. I think that can be really helpful. Crayons, coloring books, weighted stuffed animals, to have a photo in their little backpack that they can pull out that's anchoring for them emotionally, gum, something to chew on, suck on, anything that's going to be grounding, just to have a pack that you immediately know where it is, you pull out, whether you're in the car or whether you're at their grandparents and they're starting to get dysregulated in that moment, what would you add? What else would you put in it? Love that you threw that out because I call that the travel space in the yes. new world. It's like where we're taking those ideas on the road yes. with us. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I even had a family who threw their little mini trampoline no. <laughs> in the back of their SUV and took it to the grandparents' really? house. Yes, which I thought, good for you. That's awesome. Just kind of threw it, flung it right on top of all the luggage <laughs> and then we had it with us. We kind of... Right. Jump out the worry. Yes. The more we can do on the front side, preventatively, I think the better everything's going to go throughout this season. Yes. Okay, what about dysregulated kids? What would you add? Well, it's interesting. I was just talking yesterday in this office with a family, and they've been saving, saving, saving for years to go to Disney. Mm. And they're so excited, and they're going to be there for six days over the Christmas break. And the <laughs> the mom said, <laughs> she said, I'm so hopeful and also worried that we could turn the happiest place on earth into the saddest place on earth. <laughs> she said, I'm just so worried. Aww. We have all this anticipation, all this expectation, and I'm prepared for a lot of dysregulation and meltdowns. Mm. And one of the great things they're doing, which I want families listening to think about applying this mindset to your Christmas break, wherever you're going to be. She said, we're going to go pretty hard for two days, and then on day three, we're going to sleep in. We're going to swim at the swimming pool. We're going to go slow. Like there's so all this good. expectation, like we need to do more, more, yes. more. And so think on that as you're navigating Christmas break, if you're going to be in your home, if you're going to be visiting extended family, like what would it look like to create those pauses along the way? Because I love that mm. you talked about structure. That was one of the things I was thinking about that, you know, this season is a time of so much more, and we could fill in the blank after that. So much more stimulation, so much more activity, so much more gift giving. You know, all mm-hmm. these things that are great things, but too much of even a good thing sometimes is too much. And yeah. so, how could we, in a season where we're dialing up a lot of stimulation, also dial up a lot of structure? Because as you're saying, that's a part of what helps anxious kids. It's a part of what helps dysregulated kids kind of anchor and ground themselves again. And so, Think about that dialing up movement when it's going to be a season of probably dialing up a lot of screen time also. So we want to dial up some healthy things alongside dialing up some of these natural things that are just going to be a part of this break. But I like that, David. Yeah, I would say the other thing I would want to encourage parents is that we have a window of opportunity in front of us to practice more, and we talk so much about practice all the time, and that... When we're not having to race out the door every single morning at the crack of dawn to get kids to school and us to work, like when we have some slower days and we have 35 hours back in our week because kids aren't in a school building, that there's more opportunity for practice. In Mm -hmm. fact, I had a family say, we purposely have not worked through Sissy's workbook, Braver, Stronger, Smarter, or You're Strong and Smart. We saved it till after Christmas when we're going to have some longer time to really do a deep dive and tackle it. And I loved even the way they were thinking about that instead of trying to squeeze everything in on weekends. And so let this be 
practice time with kids who are struggling with regulation. I talk so much about healthy outward movement. Like mm-hmm. that's what we want to be working toward, taking the emotion to something constructive because just this week I had a dad tell me, he has a five-year-old son, that he was with two of his buddies and he fell while they were walking at the park and he got really embarrassed and the dad said, I could see him starting to tear up and he turned around and hit his dad in the leg, which mm. is such a picture of what I see with boys. Like I feel embarrassed, I feel ashamed and I'm going to, Move that outward in anger mm. and, you know, that turning it on somebody thing. So that's outward movement, but it's not healthy outward <laughs> movement. And I think, you know, sadly, I read yet another story of a 19-year-old boy and an accidental overdose. There again, mm. that's movement toward a substance. It's not healthy movement. And so yeah. this is a time to be thinking on the great tools and ideas you just threw out. Like, mm. how could we arm ourselves with those? And to what I'm saying really be practicing while we've got some extra time, set aside some extra room, some extra space. What else would well, you say? I was just thinking as you're saying that, I mean, I feel like what we're seeing is kind of geared toward littles that you're going to pack the bag for them and you're going to maybe take the mini tramp if you can fit it in your car, whatever else. But with adolescents, maybe it's sitting down and having a purposeful conversation with them to say, okay, we know that sometimes things can get stressful when you're at your grandmother's or when we're in the car together for long periods of time. I heard these people talk about, for younger kids, about carrying a pack. What would help you? Like, what can I do? Can we run to Target and get you some things that you know will help in the car? What can I do to support you? That we're having realistic, honest conversations about it, I think, can make such a difference. We talked in an earlier episode about families working together to come up with a top five list of coping strategies. Like this would be a great time to really brainstorm that with the pre, mid, and late adolescents in your life. And you do it with them as parents. Let them see you coming up with your own list of coping skills. Okay, that brings me to the other thing I think we need to talk about. What about parents? Sissy, have you finished your Christmas shopping yet? I've got a few more things to pick up on my list, but I'm doing pretty well considering it's the middle of December. What about you, David? Sissy, Christmas shopping is Connie's department. (laughs) I have no idea how her list is coming along, but I'm sure she's on it. I just show up a few days before Christmas and hold the tape while she wraps. (laughs) You know, David, you could get a little more involved this year, at least by giving her some gift ideas. You know, my favorite idea that I've been sharing with parents this year, the Explorer Bible for Kids. Everyone knows we love this Bible, and I've told Connie it makes the perfect, meaningful Christmas gift for kids. Giving a child a Bible for Christmas is so, so special. I'd wrap one up for Henry if he didn't already have and love his Explorer Bible for kids. There is so much to love about this Bible. It's so colorful and engaging. You know, a full-text Bible can be really overwhelming for kids, but the Explorer Bible adds so much interactive content that captures their attention. Yes, like the pictures and maps and charts. David, are we still offering that special code for our listeners? We sure are. All you have to do is go to LifeWay.com and use our code RBG to get 50% off. Finish up your Christmas shopping right now at LifeWay.com by using the code RBG to get 50% off the Explorer Bible for Kids. So thinking about you, a few things we would encourage. One thing is to manage your own stress and expectations. Because I think even around the holidays, a lot of any of our stress, certainly my stress, comes from things not being how we pictured, how we worked out in our minds they were going to look, what was going to happen next. 
and being aware of that and being present to the moment and that when we get anxious, exactly what you said, that we're finding our way into our own healthy outward movement and processing it in positive ways because like we have talked about a million times that one of the best really predictors of anxiety in kids is anxiety in us and them watching us, experiencing it, even hearing us talk in ways that are more intense. We just, I get so intense. And then I think it ripples out every single time. And so being aware of that and doing the work we need to do. You know what makes me laugh as you say that? What? The mom who told me the Disney story. Yeah. I said to her, I want you to manage your expectations about Mm. that because somebody in your family is going to melt down at Disney. Yes. I said, and it might be you. (laughs) (laughs) If your expectations are too high, it just might be you. Mm, But I love that wisdom and that challenge. And I said to the mom, and if you look to your left or to your right or in front or in back of you, someone is melting down in every Mm. corner of Disney because there's so much amazing opportunity and so much stimulation that Mm. somebody's melting down somewhere. Yes. One great thing I'd love to revisit, we talked a long time ago about this family experiment that we love, and I think moving toward the end of this year and heading into a brand new year that we love to encourage families to revisit is the family mission statement. Mm. So I want to walk you through that real quick as, as a reminder if you thought, ooh, I'd like to do that, and then I forgot to. This is something super easy to do. You can do it with kids of any age. Even kids who can't write could be a part of this. And what's going to happen is you just need four sheets of paper and a pencil. That's it. And on the first sheet of paper, sit around the table and brainstorm all the things you do together as a family on a given week. So let kids throw in ideas. I go to school. You go to work. Basketball, gymnastics, church, whatever it is that you do. On the second sheet, brainstorm a list of all the things you wish you did more of as a family. Mm. So let everybody have a voice in this. There aren't any good ideas or bad ideas, just different ideas. So kids might say, I wish we could go to a water park. I wish we could go to Disney. Parents Mm -hmm. might say, I wish we played more board games. Mm. I wish we volunteered more as a family. Just make a list of things you wish you could do more of. And then on the third sheet, write a family mission statement. And it could be one sentence or a couple of sentences, a short paragraph. It could include a family scripture. It could be your core values as a family. There's not a right or wrong way to approach this, but just think about it. Any parent listening, your place of employment has a mission statement. Your church has a mission statement. Every organization has some kind of statement that speaks to what the organization is about. And so we love to really challenge families to think about doing that. And then the last step is you hold up that mission statement against those first two lists and look at, okay, how do all the things we do in a given week line up with who we want to be? How do all the things we wish we did more of line up with who we want to be as a family? And then on the last sheet, you just get a do-over. All right, what do we want to do different? And it's so fun. We've given this assignment to families over the years, and it's just so fun to have them come back and See what they brainstorm. We have heard so many different ideas from kids of all ages of what they've come up with on that fourth page. In fact, it might be kind of fun. You all could post some of those things and just tell us what did you come up with from this experiment. Come back to the post on Instagram about this episode and tell us. There you go. Yes. Any other ideas? Well, so I just have been thinking, I mean, we've been talking so much about kids being entitled post-COVID 
I feel like I'm having a conversation every day in my office right now about the lack of flexibility, the rigidity with kids. And, you know, obviously anxiety is a piece of that. And for all of us, you know, I think one time we talked about it on social media and someone said, why? Why are kids more entitled? And so much of it that we have said is that in the pandemic, that there was just a lot of not having to accommodate other people, that we got to do what we wanted, when we wanted, all of us, that I think none of us had to have the degree of flexibility. And thinking about that it's both things, that it's we're going to create routine for them in this season, and we want them to learn to be flexible. And thinking about, too, I mean, David, just sitting here, you and I both knowing that the holidays are mixed, you know, that there's going to be so much good and you get to have all your college kids home and you're going to miss your mom like crazy. Yes. And I, cry saying it, but you know, that I'm so excited about, I mean, I love Santa Claus and I love the magic and the wonder of all that silly part of Christmas. And I'm so excited to share all that with Henry. I cannot wait. And Wit doesn't really get it yet, but, and I'm going to miss my mom like crazy, you know, sure. and that every person listening to some degree, the holidays are mixed. You know, I just have been thinking about all those things moving into it. And I was creating a silly little post on Instagram and thinking specifically about all of the people moving toward Bethlehem, thinking about Mary and thinking about, man, can you imagine how mixed her life was in that season? And just the the discomfort of being pregnant and riding on a donkey. Yes. Like, what was that like? Yes. Can't even imagine. Can you imagine Joseph and what he felt like knowing he was about to father God's child, like the discomfort, the flexibility he had to have. I was even thinking about the wise men, and I tried to Google, like, how long were they really on the camels? And there's some discrepancy, weeks, months, we don't really know, but a long time. Three hours on a camel would hurt. And, you know, that everything about Christmas is wrapped up in life not looking like we thought it would, Mm. darkness, and discomfort and having to be flexible. I mean, there's just so much unpredictability in this whole mystery of this day. And I kept going back to John 1, 5 about the light shines in the darkness and the darkness hasn't overcome it. And that we have this season where we get to teach kids the good that comes out of waiting, the good that comes out of discomfort, the light that shines in the darkness that is so bright, that is the star that the wise men followed, you know, that that this day really encapsulates the gospel to us and the love of God that we get to live in and remember and celebrate together. And so to go back to even in the moments where it's hard to wait, that we're uncomfortable, that we're having to have flexibility, that we're feeling the hurt of longing and loss and all of that, that we go back to with the kids that we love. And this is what this season is about that we get to sit in those reminders and talk about it, to be honest and have realistic conversations along the way and acknowledge it, I think is such an important thing. Amen. Wow. All that singing and preaching you and Kirk Franklin been doing in the car, we just got Jesus a little Jesus is gift. the reason for the season. Thank you, ma'am. If I could sing better, I'd sing it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Jess Wolstenholm, mom of two and director of education and faith formation for Minnow, a streaming service for Christian families. 
I love it when David and Sissy share their What Kids Need Right Now episodes. It's so helpful as a parent to understand how we can support our kids right now and meet their most pressing needs. And I absolutely love that they shared a little bit about what parents need right now. Do you ever think about what you need, especially in the midst of the crazy holiday season? We're decking the halls and braving the malls. We're counting down to Christmas with Bible verses and magical moments. We've planned and prepped and perhaps even packed the car with more stuff than anyone should need for a couple days with family a few states away. Sure, we still need to wrap the gifts and we've got a feast or two to plan and prepare, but can I give us permission right now to relax? to grab a cup of tea or hot cocoa and put our holiday socked feet up on the coffee table, to pop in our favorite Christmas movie, the one that makes us smile, and enjoy an hour or two of rest. We've already done so much at this point. The greatest priority left on our to-do list is soul care. So often we fall into the trap of making Christmas magical for our loved ones that it becomes a begrudged chore for ourselves. We miss out on all the wonder while we package it up and deliver it to our children and families and neighbors. But we can grab hold of the beauty of Christmas as parents. It's not too late. Let's make time to sit and read the Christmas story, to soak in the miracle we are about to celebrate. Let's invite the guest of honor to our tables for a pre-party chat. I know a few moments used to fill up our hearts will pour out into the atmosphere of our homes and overshadow any practical preparations we could have otherwise made in that time. He is calling us parents to be a larger part of the miracle this year. More than fancy decorations or delicious food or perfect presents, He is calling us to fill our souls with His presence and in turn, Be His hands and feet as we lead our families to do the same. He wants us to fully enjoy Christmas, and if we pause to take care of ourselves, He will take care of the rest. We can respond as Mary did, with a posture bent towards the Father, ready to receive His blessing. If we just slow down long enough to sit and rest, I know He'll meet our weariness with a breath of heaven. It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Daystar House. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to click the follow button in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. To learn more about our parenting resources or to see if we're coming to a city near you, visit our website at RaisingBoysAndGirls.com. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls.